There, it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Well, I'm so glad that you've joined me today um, for the Kathleen Maxwell Granby podcast. And today we are going to talk about confidence. How many of you can tell me, yeah, I am fully confident in everything I set my hand to? Well, not this girl. Um, That's for sure. There have been times that I am confident uh, in certain things, I would say by and large, when I look at something, I tend to see the glass half full versus half empty. But there's still those times I have to hang on to my confidence or find my confidence. Or, you know, if I've thrown it away, go back and get it. Because there are just times when life is hard. And oftentimes, God calls us to things that are way beyond what we think we can handle. But the beauty is he sees us in the future and we look so much better. So I want to tell you some stories, but I also just want to uh, begin by just talking about what the word confidence means. Well, it means bold assurance. Bold assurance of something. So my question to you is, do you walk in bold assurance or confidence in all the things that God has called you to? Do you do that? I'm going to give you a minute to just think about that. Um, What I have found is God, like I said, will take us out of our comfort zone. But it's in those times when our confidence is a little bit shaky that I find we can step back in him and grab a hold of our confidence and then we can walk with bold assurance of whatever it is that he's asking us to do. You know, maybe you need some some bold assurance because you're going to spend the upcoming holiday here in America We celebrate July 4th. Maybe you're going to be spending it with relatives that you don't really like or haven't been really nice to you. Uh, Maybe God is calling you to change jobs. You're having to leave your steady salary, the people you know, uh, your benefits, because God is calling you to make a move to something else. You know, perhaps he's saying, I want you to teach a Bible study. I want you to lead it because you've been through... X, Y, and Z, and you have an anointing on your life. Perhaps you need confidence just in parenting. My goodness, parenting sometimes is just tough. And there are times that I know, you know, as a mom, I was trying to figure out what to do and how to do it. And, you know, I wasn't always confident in some of my motherhood or or mothering. But... 
it's in that place, like I said, that God meets us and helps us find our confidence. And the Bible has a lot to say about confidence. And so we're going to read some of those scriptures. You know, I think oftentimes there must be more than I think there is to me. And I want God to help me live in the more. I'm going to say that again. There must be more to me and the call of my life and the ministry that I have than I think there is. And I want to live in the more. And that means, man, it means walking by faith. The reality and the truth is God has always had confidence in you and me. He has made us in his image. He has given us gifts and talents. It was his idea from the very beginning that we be born on this earth in this time. So he is so full of confidence in us. We just don't know it all the time or see it or we cast our confidence away. But he's always cheering us on because he sees our potential. And I, I just want to go back to a story, and I know I've made reference to it in some of the recent previous podcasts. But, um, you know, on May 24th, 2022. Uh, for those of us that were in Uvalde, Texas, it'll be a day that we'll never forget. Um, I know for me, news of the shooting had just been released. And actually, I heard helicopters circling around my house, my property. And I thought, oh, I guess there's, you know, a bailout, uh, which is when illegals are coming through. And they stop and all of a sudden they scatter everywhere because if they go in a bunch of different directions, then the law enforcement, you know, possibly can't catch them. And so I thought it was a bailout, um, but started getting text messages, phone calls, turned on the news, and there had been a mass shooting, which took the lives of 19 students and two teachers. And as this news was all rolling along, and rolling down, I thought, man, I needed to get to the post office and get something in the mail that day. And I thought, I'm going to run into town and get that done and just get back and, and get settled. But as I got to my back door, um, I just felt like the Lord said, I want you to go to the Civic Center. And that's where they were directing all the parents of, of children. And parents were to pick their children up from that location. And um, anyway, I had my workout clothes on, so I turned around and went back in the house and threw a dress on and began praying as I drove, you know, down um, into, into town. And when I arrived at the, the Civic Center, I told one of the school officials that I was a minister and I was willing to help. I was willing to pass out water or do whatever I could to be of service. And the woman looked at me and she said, Kathleen, I want you to go into this room where the parents are waiting to find out about their children. And I said, okay. And all the parents had come to this area. By that time, the parents whose children had gotten off of the bus and survived the shooting had already taken their kids. So some kids were obviously at the hospital and some kids were deceased. Anyway, when I stepped into this room, it was much larger than I expected. I, I don't know what I really expected. I didn't have time to think, but there were a lot more people than I thought, and there were Texas Rangers, and you could just feel the anxiety and grief and the fear in the room, and 
God goodness, there were over, I think, a hundred people in this room just waiting, waiting to find out and meeting with the rangers, waiting to find out about their kids. And so I was a little overwhelmed and I had to take a step back and I just said, oh God, this is, this is big. And I, I, I felt inadequate. Now, I've had a lot of experiences with grief. I've been through a lot of crisis in my own personal life. And, um, but this just kind of hit me and took me by surprise. And I had to step back and I said, oh, Lord, help me. And, and I just felt the Lord speak to me. And he said, I've walked you through crisis and been right by your side. And I've healed your broken heart. Now go do what I've asked you to do. And it was in that simple place of just confidence and trust and having to turn my heart to him. Because I, quite honestly, I felt inadequate at that moment in my life. And so I reluctantly took a step forward and began to just pray with hurting families. Just began walking up and just you know, telling them that, um, that I would like to pray for them if they wanted prayer. And everybody, of course, wanted someone to just pray and comfort and minister to them. And so it was such a privilege to step into that place, even though I didn't feel totally adequate at that moment, but I had a dependency on God. And that's what I think is so key. You know, when I look back at my years, I was a coach for a number of years, I coached gymnastics, I was a teacher in the public school system, a social worker, mother, um, as a speaker, as a columnist, as an author, as a wife, you know, as a podcaster and as a minister, I can honestly tell you, I have had to find my confidence in all of those areas at different times in my life. I know as a coach, you know, some of the, the the skills and tricks in gymnastics were, were risky and you certainly didn't want a child to fall on their head or do something that could break their head or, you know, break their neck or their back. And so when I was first learning to spot some of those things, it was, you know, I I had to just sometimes go for it and do it. But man, this girl was praying. <laughs> I can tell you that. And I always prayed over my students and my kids because I never wanted any of those children to get hurt. You know, as a social worker, I've had women come in in such crisis that things that I hadn't even heard about. And I always wanted to, and I always want to give just godly counsel and what God would have to say, not, not anything out of my own wisdom. Um, as a speaker, there are times, and I've been called way out of my comfort zone. Last year, um, I was asked to do a wedding and it was last minute because the pastor that was supposed to do it got COVID. And so I got a call on a Thursday and um, I, you know, took Thursday afternoon to get things kind of figured out and adjusted my schedule and said yes. And after I said yes, this was the first wedding I'd ever done. But after I said yes, the mother of the bride said, well, thank goodness you can do this because we've got 650 people coming to this wedding. Well, by that time, I couldn't turn around and back out. I was already committed. God stretched me. I had to find my confidence in him. I had to find my confidence to stand up there and do something I had never done before in front of a huge crowd in the most special day of any couple's life. 
Um, I know when I first was asked to write for newspapers as a columnist, I struggled with confidence. I didn't feel like I was a writer. I didn't feel like I was very good. I didn't, you know, quite honestly, I didn't like English in college and high school. And, um, you know, it just wasn't something I really thought I was good at. And certainly never saw myself as an author and even as a podcaster. So God, all throughout my life, I can look back and see how he's called me to stuff that's beyond me. And I firmly feel like God is calling you to things that are beyond you. And so if you don't feel stretched right now, I want you to get ready because I think we're living in days where it is taking every, you know, all hands on deck. We have a world that needs answers. We have a world that needs the love of Jesus. We have a world that is looking. And when we have Christ in our hearts and when we have the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through our veins, we have, we have what people need. Because once you have him, you've got what you need need in life you know and maybe like me you've used words like you know god this is hard i can't do this or i feel all alone or god i don't feel qualified you know and in these times you and i have a choice and our choices are to listen to the negative chatter that's going on in our head or to step up to the plate and be all that God has called us to be. And that's where that simple dependency on Him comes in. See, God never calls you or me to anything that He doesn't provide what we need. And sometimes for me, it takes me a little bit longer to unpack the lies that I'm believing and simply say, God, I trust you. And our last few podcasts, we've talked about trust. Um, Man, there's so much to it. I encourage you to listen to those. But it's in that simple place of trust that we find confidence in His grace and in His ability. It's not that I am the most talented person in any of the areas that I have mentioned. That's not, that's not it. I think oftentimes I know that in my heart, I do, at the core of my being, want to be all that God's called me to be. I want to keep growing and changing, but that does take us out of our our comfort zone. And I look at passages like Hebrews 11. It is full of heroes in the faith. If you read Hebrews 11, these people walked forward in their life simply trusting God and putting their confidence in Him. You know, Noah, Noah, was building an ark when no one had a clue what a flood was and why on earth he needed a boat that big and it hadn't rained in years. But Noah put his confidence in God to build something that had never been built that was going to house and protect his family. You know, that was a whole huge responsibility. Hebrews 11 also talks about Abraham who was called to be the father of many nations. And Sarah, and they were old, you know, they were beyond childbearing years. Um, And God gave them this promise. Isaac, Jacob, Moses are just some of the great people of faith mentioned in this passage. And I can tell you, every one of them, I believe, 
wrestled with their confidence and they had to find that in God's ability. I want to challenge you with Hebrews 10 verse 35 and 36 and it tells us, do not therefore, and this is in the amplified version, do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence for it carries great and glorious compensation of reward for you have need of steadfast patience and endurance so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God and carry away what is promised. You know, when I read that passage just a few days ago, man, it just really spoke to me. It spoke to me and I had to say, man, I don't, I don't know that my confidence is fearless, but it says, do not fling that away. And I think we get intimidated by the negative chatter. We listen to it, or maybe the negative voices that are around us. If you don't have people in your life cheering you on, find some, ask God to bring some into your life. But I'll also tell you that there are times you're called to walk a journey by yourself and you've got to encourage yourself and that fearless confidence. God tells us if I've called you to something, it's going to be okay. I'm not going to tell you, you might not have to wrestle with fear and step out and walk on water a little bit, but I'm, I'm going to provide for you. And so I love how this says, don't throw away and fling away your fearless confidence for it carries great and glorious compensation of reward. I don't think we'll ever know. We'll ever know the lives we've touched, the things we've done, because we're just putting one step in front of the other each day, or at least I am. Maybe you've got this all down. But, and then it says we have need of steadfast patience and endurance. And I think that is steadfast patience with God, what he's called us to. Steadfast patience with ourselves because we want to be a step or two ahead of where we're at. You know, I want to be, I look at some of the great speakers that are out there, um, and you're just women of faith that I really admire. And I just think, well, what on earth am I doing? I'm, I don't know that I'm ever going to be like that. Well, God didn't call me to be like them. He has a special call on my life. But a lot of what we're developing takes patience and endurance. And it's just like anything. When you're learning, you get better. You know, my grandkids are learning to ride bikes. And some of them have those little balance bikes. And then they graduate to you know, bikes with training wheels and then the training wheels come off and they kind of wobble, but they start riding and they might fall down, but you know, they get back up. And I think it's that way in our life and in the things that God calls us to, but God wants us to perform and fully accomplish his will. And so that means that we need to be working side by side with him, dependent on him, getting up in the morning, seeking him and what he has for us. And so, um, and I think that there are going to be rewards that one day that we're going to find out. We may get to see some of them here on this earth, but I think there's going to be much more that we're going to see in the um, days ahead and when we meet Jesus. And so, you know, I know for me, when doubt and unbelief creep in, it's in that place I have to step back and kind of lean into the Lord and just acknowledge what I'm feeling. Don't pretend, you know, I don't, I didn't stand there when I walked in that room that day and say, I've got bold assurance. 
No, that wasn't it at all. For me, it was leaning back in to the chest of my daddy God and finding confidence in hearing his voice again. And then I could take those steps and walk forward. You know, Hebrews, Hebrews um, 12, 1 and 2 spells out how to overcome inadequacies and walk into our future. You know, it tells us in this passage to run with steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us. To look away from all that would distract us to Jesus, who is the leader and source of our faith. And so, you know, for you and me, it's taking that step back into his arms, letting him carry us, whisper in our ear, so that then we can step out in faith. And so, you know, there are times I have to preach to myself the words of well, the word of God. That's why it's important that we're in the word, because we can recall and remind ourselves. And, you know, what I have found, it's in those times that God's positioning us right where he wants us to be. And that's in a place of full dependence in his ability, not our own. I think fear and anxiety, wait, I know in my own life, they have tried to suck the life out of me and keep me from my destiny. But we have to stop those fear and anxiety in their tracks. We have to choose to believe the truth of God's worth and reject fear and anxiety. Because Jeremiah twenty nine eleven tells us, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. You know, when I was first in social work and called to the Christian Women's Job Corps in Kerrville, um, that scripture just really jumped out to me one day. And I even had it painted on one of our walls in the building just to remind the girls. But it was really to remind me, too, that God had plans. And I can look back. I started with that organization in 2003 and so you know that's almost been 20 years ago and I look at all the different things that God's called me to since then and he knows the plans he has for you and me and they're plans to prosper us not to harm us to give us a hope and a future you know to begin to wrap things up God allows things in our life that takes us out of our comfort zone And he does that to help us grow and change. And so if he's shifting things in your life, let me encourage you to preach to yourself, hang on to your confidence, and walk in bold assurance because he's right there beside you, leading you into the next phase of his plans and purposes for your life. I think God is looking for simple people like you and me that are just willing to say yes. Yes, Lord, I'll do it. Yes, Lord, I love you. I don't know how I'll do it, but Lord... I want to do all the things that God has in his heart for me. And that includes continually trusting in his ability, not my own. You know, I can look back and see how those first couple of days in Uvalde and some of the things that God called me to where I felt so inadequate. I had no words, it seemed like. Um Until I would take that step, put my hand on people's shoulder and begin praying. And then the words would come. I can't tell you what I said, but I dealt with some pretty tough 
stuff. And God supplied everything I needed that unforgettable day. And I know I'm called to the brokenhearted. And I also know that I am a living testimony of his power to heal and restore a shattered heart. And even though I know those things, or there's, there's that place where I have to find my confidence in him and in his ability. So I just want to encourage you. God has so many things in store for you. And I know he's speaking to some of you today in a powerful way. Um, and so I just want to bless you and pray as a close. So Jesus, I thank you for this message. I thank you for the people that are listening. Lord, encourage their heart. Let them feel you speak to them. Lord, in the days ahead. Father, let us be a people that's walking in bold assurance. Resting on your chest. And in your ability, not our own. Lord, you're looking for great men and women of faith to walk in these days. Lord, because I believe you're coming back soon. And you need a people that has dependency in you. In bold assurance in you and your ability. So whatever it is you're calling each of us to. Lord. Help us to walk. And not fling away our confidence. Father I just repent for times I've thrown away my confidence. I just repent. And I thank you that you see us. And you called us to more. So help us to live in the more. Because your vision is so much better than ours. Bless each listener. Bless their home. Bless their families. Their relationships. Bless them in all that you've called them to. In Jesus name. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining me today. It's a privilege to have you tap in. If you like this podcast, be sure and hit the little heart Uh, buy it because that helps others to find it Um, leave me a message that helps other people to find this and um, you can always go to my website for just more information upcoming events and my book and I have some online Bible studies so check those out you can go to www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com Have a very great week and I hope to talk to you next week.